0: Five seconds left in the game. You believe in miracles? Yeah! Oh. Welcome back, podcast episode number 151 uh, Yeah, Ked, your host here I'm chilling, I'm here with uh, I'm, gonna, I'm here with BizDev BizDev, how's everything going,
1: bud? Wow, well, I got the nod for number two today, dude I'm feeling great It's a Monday, <laughs> we're fucking ready to go We had a beautiful weekend uh, We missed Hal but... I,
0: I mean, I love that for us And yes, Hal's also here I'm just trying to light a fire It's early in this pod I hope that he doesn't take it the wrong way But sometimes, you know you, you got to light that fire, and I, and I think hopefully I did. Or this is going to go tragic and it's going to go the complete opposite way and it's just going to be a dick the whole time.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, the only reason I need a fire to be lit beneath me is because we're recording this 850 on a Monday because the boys had a couple too many over the weekend and couldn't record last night. I, yes, I, said, said, <laughs> I said, what's the vibe? I don't te- I don't ask you guys for the vibe. I knew the vibe. I knew what you were doing. I was trying to figure out if we were going to record the podcast. I'm pretty sure the only response I got was you taking a shower in a Target parking lot. I'm pretty sure that was the response to the vibe. So it didn't seem like at that point that the boys were looking to podcast.
0: You know what? When you asked what the vibe was, I thought you were more or less asking us what the vibe was like that weekend. I didn't think that was you reaching out for a podcast, dude.
2: I mean, it was in the podcast group. I don't know if you remember this, but at one point we had to rename the podcast group. So Dale knew that this was for business only. Um, so I guess we just have to remind everyone that that did happen too.
0: Well, it's nice to know you have all the answers now, Kyle. So uh, we have a lot to talk about. There's a lot going on in the NHL right now. We're, boys were inching closer and closer and closer to the start date. And I couldn't be more excited. So let's just get into it. We're going to go NHL in the news. But before we go into NHL in the news, we're just going to talk about real quick about uh, Manscaped. So last week, Dale did a pretty good job reviewing Manscaped. Uh, I think you. that I think that what we were planning on kind of doing is just kind of rotating stories. Hal, have you got to use yours yet? I have. Okay. Would you want to go this week or do you want me to go this week? Do we want to double up here?
2: Yeah, you can go. I'll, I'll use it twice. Uh, Get a little expert knowledge before I go.
0: Okay. I appreciate that. So boys, I'm just, I'm going to break it down for you, dude. When, When you're shaving down there, I'm always kind of scared. And I'm kind of scared because there's always like every once in a while you get that Nick, dude, that Nick out of nowhere, dude, you're trying to be careful, you just match with a new girl on Tinder, like you're getting ready for the first date or the third date, whatever date that you're really trying, you know, put on some sort of maneuver, boom, you, you, you get a cut. And that's just a, that's an awful look going into meeting the Tinder girl. I've never felt so safe doing this whole like shaving thing with manscaped in my entire life. I'm not even making this up. This thing is magical. Uh, you can get places you've never gotten before. Uh, and it works in the shower. And I like, I think we talked about this last week. It's, it's way easier doing in the shower than it is pretty much anywhere else. Um, this is, this is legitimately a product that like if you just invest the money in, you're going to use it and be like, I'm so happy I have this and I'm never going to switch back and I'm not fucking around. Like I'll never get anything other than this. Cause I just felt so safe the entire time. And, and there's, there's nothing better than feeling safe. So that, that's kind of my review. Dale, would you agree with some of those, what, some of those things I just
1: said? hundred percent. It's like that. Yeah. I, like, I think I said this last time I couldn't nick myself if I tried. One of the things that really struck me this weekend, just to add on is the fact that I forgot I left my ball deodorant at home. Oh, My ball deodorant would have come in clutch as we were getting dressed outside of the Burlington rink at 90 degree heat. Yeah. Um, So, yeah. Did you get a chance to try the ball deodorant or the ball toner yet? Uh, I used the ball
0: deodorant uh, a little bit earlier today. I went for a two-mile run. For those thinking I'm bragging about it, I didn't run those two miles collectively all in one thing. There was a lot of stops and starts. Uh, again, I'm a hockey player and I don't like doing you know the whole swing and by thing. So I, you know, aerobic anaerobic. I forget what one it is, but it's aerobic. Hockey's an aerobic sport. A lot of stuff stop- It is an anaerobic sport. Why'd you just tell me it was aerobic then?
1: Running is aerobic. Hockey is anaerobic. Anaerobic is when you have like forty-five seconds on and off, like a hockey shift.
0: Okay, whatever. Well, it was resistant training at the very least, dude. And afterwards, I grab the ball to the other Let me. I'm walking around a little bit extra swagger. I'm just letting you know that each step I take is kind of I pop it out a little bit. So, uh, shout out to Manscaped. I mean, this is this is one of the best things I think I've ever gotten. So, and I'm and I'm not overhyping it. It is truly worth the money for it so if you guys are interested yet need a new razor you want to try something new you want to feel safe and sound when you're taking care of something that you know needs to be safe and sound check it out manscape get 20 percent off and free shipping with code tms at manscape.com that's 20 percent off you also get free shipping use code tms it's time to shave those balls a uh and that's that's the ad read so that's going to bring us right into nhl in the news here we go uh not that shocking of a first story. The Senators are going 2D this year. And by 2D, I don't mean they're only going two defensemen. I'm talking about the logo. Uh, as as if the logo is the biggest issue going on in Ottawa th- this year. Uh, they're taking the 3D logo and, and it, maybe it costs a little bit extra money in the print department and uh, they're going 2D. So, Hal, what do you have on this? This is our boy Eugene. I think this is maybe like I've had a whole lot of bad shit going on. You know, my name's in the news an awful lot. Let's – Let's throw the media bone and get the attention off of me.
2: Yeah, no, I think um I think this is just Eugene Melnick trying to make some money. Uh, players play. I mean, you think about it, the senators are losing a ton of money right now. What do fans always buy new jerseys? So the senators go back. It's also a win because they're better jerseys. Like, I wouldn't necessarily say the current senators' jerseys stink, but I think the worst part about their jerseys is the logo itself um and i think the older logo while it's simpler and kind of looks like clip art ish uh it gets the job done it's like a more traditional hockey logo and i think it'll be a good move for them so not only are people gonna like it but like when you think about it dude no matter the senator fans can like act like they're boycotting the Sens all they want but if the senators are rocking completely different jerseys next season those same people are gonna go out and buy those jerseys they have to like, if you're someone who wears a jersey, you can't be wearing, like, the shittier jersey from, like, a bad era before.
0: No, yeah, absolutely. And I, I have two things with this. I think – I don't know. I think you made a great point. I wonder how the older logo is going to look on the new style jersey, though. I'm, a, I'm maybe a little bit concerned about that because, for me, when I see that, that jersey, I think of, like, the old mesh jerseys, right, like the fucking old CCM ones that weighed about, like, 80 pounds. And I, I just don't know how it's going to fit with the new one. Second part of this, completely not related, but related to a logo. We recently got a picture of our local high school team's hockey jerseys. And they are one of the most atrocious things I've ever seen in my entire life. Uh, it, it looks like it's in Microsoft 95. You got that little clippy. You got like the clip art. You found a lightning bolt, put Toga by it, and then slapped it on a jersey with three different colors. And there was no planning. I don't know who designed these jerseys. I can't believe it. My question for you guys, uh, and I've already talked to Hal about this. Uh, BizDev, do you know you know the two surfers that, like, go out and, like, try to get their bills passed in, like, the Senate and shit?
1: Yeah. I think,
0: I think I might go to the next town hall meeting and present my case for a new set of hockey jerseys for Saratoga High School because it, they're that bad. All right, bro.
1: So my, da- my dad actually created the Saratoga Youth Hockey <laughs> logo. Youth
0: like, Hockey. Okay, so not high school.
1: No, no. Okay. So, oh my god. Twenty, 20 years bad. ago, the the original or not the original, but the Blue Streaks logo that was used forever. I mean, you're talking to the right guy, Grant Graphics, graphics company. I think this this new logo looks sick, by the way, or the old logo. Um,
2: Dale Dale's father's introduction into the youth hockey game um, was actually a pretty significant turning point in the youth hockey jersey movement because I remember that's when it went from like the there's like a whole Stamped on like paint like logo in Jersey to like the embroidered logo on the front. Like it was like trading in your Corolla for a Cadillac. And I remember at first thinking like I don't know, like this crest is a little heavy. I think at the time the technology wasn't really there yet. The crest was a tad heavy, but yeah, like was, at the end um, of the day, you had to respect the crafts craftsmanship.
1: Yeah, a lot of stitch work, a lot of embroidery. But. <laughs>
0: I thought you were going to tell me that your dad created the new high school jerseys.
1: No, you guys didn't even send that to me. I haven't seen it yet. So.
0: We'll <laughs> I feel, have to look, feel a little about that. Hal, what do you think, dude? Do you think I should go into town hall wearing like a hockey helmet, packing a lip, and just being like, this is r- completely and utterly disgraceful?
2: Yeah, but you also have to have like, I feel like in California, like a kid can go in and do that. And it's like a normal Tuesday. Whereas if you went into Saratoga Springs, New York's town hall, they would probably ask you to leave immediately. So I think you'd have to like look presentable and then let it rip.
0: Okay. I think, I think I might have a whole presentation and go after it. Uh, Maybe we can get a picture up on our social media about that, but that, so that's Jersey. That's talking jerseys. Uh, Also new news, the NHLers are going to be allowed to play in the Olympics in the next two Olympics. This is gigantic news. There's nothing worse than watching the – what were they called from Russia? It wasn't even Team Russia. It was like the Olympic athletes from Russia win a gold medal. Uh, that was atrocious. We're getting, we're getting the pros. We're getting the best in the game to go compete, and that's what the Olympics is about. The Olympics isn't the second best. The Olympics is mano mono country for country. Although I don't even know if you're – I don't know. I'm, I was taught nationalism is great, so I'm a big USA guy, and it's going to be nice to see – our fellows go over and represent our country. Not that the other guys did a bad job. It's just, I want the best of the best there. Um, What do you guys have on this?
2: Yeah, I I guess I'll go. I, I don't know, man. I'm, I'm definitely really pumped up, but I'm already like nervous for this team USA roster and how it's going to shake out. We were talking about it. Um, Everyone has their like different projections on it. I mean, it's crazy to me. There's definitely a ton of talent there and there's good goaltending, and there's pretty good defensemen too. Like if you look at it, like it's actually it feels like the most stacked USA team in the while in a while. But if there's one thing I know from watching any Olympics with NHL players from the USA, they're gonna make some bonehead picks. Um, I don't know if you agree with that, dude. I guess the other thing that I think will be interesting. It's super hard to predict right now too. Like some of these young kids versus like veterans. Like you don't know if veterans are going to last, like, to me, like, a guy like Joe Pavelski, he might – he'll probably be pretty old at that point. Um, But he still has two more years left on his deal, I'm pretty sure. So, like, he'll still be an NHL player. Like, you don't think he could be a 13th forward? Like, I think they always keep around a couple more older guys than people are projecting. Um,
0: Can I I, I give you my thought process for at least the forward group? So, I think your first line, I would love Johnny Hockey, Austin Matthews, Patrick Kane. Uh, obviously Patrick Kane's been Olympian before, but now you're getting that new breed of American athletes coming in hot on the first line with my second line. I would go Brock Besser, Jack Eichel. And then depending on how good he is at this time, I would like a veteran player, like maybe a Max Patch a Chris Kreider, somebody more of a veteran who, who's kind of been there and done that a little bit to stay. I, will,
1: I
2: will puke. If Chris Kreider's on this Olympic team, dude, I will puke.
0: Okay, well, my third line, I would go with Dylan Larkin uh, centering Kyle Connor and Jake Gensel. I call this the wild card line. I think your third and fourth lines are, for me at least, going to be pretty interchangeable depending on the game and what line's really feeling it. I don't know how productive Connor, Larkin, and Gensel would be, but they've all proved that they can score in an NHL level and they all have fucking wheels. So that that's my wild card line. And then rounding it out, dude, the Kachuk brothers uh, – with JT Miller in between, that would be my fourth line. And I mean that's that's a line that you put out there when you want to piss people off. It's a heavy line that's gonna get pucks deep. They're gonna they're gonna agitate. And looking at either Kachuk within the next two years, these guys can even be slit up if, if one of your guys goes down or if you need a different spark with one of your top lines. I mean Matthew Kachuk's a very, very good player, and Brady Kachuk is I mean, he's tough as shit for being a young kid. So that that would kind of more or less be, be my forwards. I'm sure I'm missing, like, I know a lot of people have to brink it on there. He had, a, he had a good year, but this year he kind of seemed to drop off a little bit. Uh, defensively, John Carlson's obviously going to be there. He's a Norris Trophy candidate pretty much every year. You can't not have him. Uh, before the podcast started, you asked me about Jacob Slavin. I think he's a really good, really good defenseman. I think he's very underrated because he's on a team with a bunch of jerks that love to do the Dougie after getting wins. Uh, then I like Seth Jones back there a lot. I like Charlie McAvoy, obviously Quinn Hughes is, is proving to be an elite level talent. You got your Boston guy who's probably not going to be on the Bruins at that time. tory Krug. I think he's a really good player. And a lot of these guys have like Jacob Truba in there, Zach Warensky. And I just, it blows my mind how you can put those guys there and not Ryan McDonough. I mean, Ryan McDonough, was arguably one of Tampa's best defensemen this year with Hedman kind of, you know, I mean, Hedman's still an elite player, but the fact that McDonough was able to step in and really be a fucking staple for that defense, I think that proves huge. And then obviously you got my boy, Connor Buck. I'd probably start him. Uh, ben, I, I don't know if these are current ages or if it going to happen, but Ben Bishop isn't 35 years old right now. I don't think so. Uh, he'll be in a little bit older. They have John Gibson here, but that's more or less what I got. Any thoughts on that, Hal?
2: Yeah, the only I guess the only two things I was thinking uh, I agree with a lot of what you said but Matthew Kachuk like I get the thought process of putting him on the fourth line but I I feel like he's one of the better American forwards like if they're not going to be yeah. playing them as much as the other lines like I don't mind him being on that's a line selfish. with more skilled players. It's
0: selfish for me, dude. I just put him there cuz I'd love to see him and his brother just fucking go to work.
2: Yeah, and so that that's actually going to bring me to my other point. I know it's a stacked 1-2 going right down the middle. But well, I would love to just see Matthews and Eichel on a line. I don't really know how you make it work, but I feel like, I, I don't know. I feel like that line would be unbelievable. Maybe you move one on the wing and have Johnny Hockey there, and then you're looking at like, dude, yeah. But you could even put Patrick Kane on a line. Matthews. Michael. I know. I think Kane would probably even be the better fit. I just think nothing against Johnny Hockey, but I just feel like those two players together would be an unbelievable line. Obviously, that's going to be like a first power play unit, and then you kind of have to figure out who's going to be your second center. But I mean, by that point, there's a bunch of young kids that play center too. Like Larkin, Hughes, I think Keller can play center. I could be wrong on that. Like one of them could be sick. They're 18, 19 now, like if they're 20, 21, we don't know what their ceiling's going to be. So I just think going kind of top heavy on a line, something that USA doesn't do often, it might actually play.
0: And I, I, I just think this is kind of an interesting thing. The last time, Correct me if I'm wrong, but the last time NHLers were in the Olympics, that was twenty fourteen, because 2018 is when we had not NHLers there.
2: Yeah.
0: And if you look at the turnover from that team to now, I mean we Blake Wheeler, he's still a good player, TJ is still a good player, Phil Kessel's still a good player. Uh but then you I mean you have uh Zach Preezy, Joe Pavelski, uh Kessler doesn't play anymore, Derek Stepan, JBR, uh the list goes on and all paul Paul Blake Wheeler. It's just it's crazy how the last time that we saw NHLers in the Olympics, how different it's going to be now.
2: Yeah, and I would say, too, I don't know if you'll agree with this. Maybe this is recency bias, but doesn't the team we just projected sound so much better than that team? Yeah. Like, I know at that point, Jonathan Quick was still, like, an elite goalie. Like, some Ryan Souter was in the prime of his career. Like, I don't know. So was Patrick Kane, but, like, that forward <laughs> group, like
0: – The forward group is just littered with top-notch two-way forwards whereas the four yeah. group that we just kind of went in with, way more skill offensively.
2: Yes, I would agree with that 100%. That's probably the best way to do it. And that was what? Wasn't that uh, – that was like Biles Moe's coaching. Do they know who's going to coach yet or no? I don't know. That's going to be a huge thing. Like, everyone, yeah. like it's going to come down to the coach. So.
0: So here's a, here's a question for you. Out of all those names that I just named, do you think that Team USA is going to have that grit? Like, do you think that they gave up too much?
2: So, I, I don't really th- – maybe a little bit. Like, they obviously don't have anybody like David Backus, but or on Ryan their back end, Kessler. like – Ryan
0: Kessler is a fucking dick to play against. Even Zach Creasy, yeah. dude, he was fucking hard to take for – like, they had guys that were – they were workhorses. You know what I mean? And yeah, for we me, just kind of have
2: least, the Kachuk brothers.
0: Yeah, and at least for me, I think if the third line goes, I think to me, at least my third line of, of Connor, Larkin, and Gensel – all smaller players will all have a ton of wheels and can put the puck in the net, but who knows if they, if they can, if they can do that. You know what I mean? Would you rather have a line like that? Would you rather have a a more gritty line that's going to beat up people?
2: I don't know, because my only argument against like a gritty line would be um, you always look at like the Swedens, the Finlands, like those Scandinavian countries or even like Czech, like a lot of times those teams aren't as gritty. They're usually smaller, more skill, like more control in their game. And it works in the Olympics. You have the bigger ice. It's less physical. Like, I think, I think it would help to have a little more grit in that lineup, but I think the third line on this USA team compared to 2014 is far better option. And I think in the Olympics, you're right. You need your third line to score. Like you need your third line to score. And I don't, and I could be wrong on this too, but like we, they just really need like six forwards that can kill penalties. And I'm sure, six of those guys can kill penalties hopefully and like on d like jones and mcavoy throw the body around i think Slavin kind of throws the body around obviously hughes is small carlson's not like an easy defenseman to play against like if you look at their right side seth jones john carlson charlie mcavoy that is sick three right-handed defensemen. like yeah. I think that's the, I think that I don't know Canada's roster and someone's probably going to laugh at me, but I bet I'm, you. I'm going to,
0: just... I'm going to, can I read Canada's roster? Or like the projected one really quick. And I, I haven't really gone over this at all. I literally just looked it up. Go ahead. First line, Jonathan Huberto, Connor McDavid, Nathan McKinnon. Second line, Brad Marchand, Sidney Crosby, Patrice Bergeron. Third line, Steve Stamkos, Braden Point, Mitch Marner. Fourth line, Sean Couturier, Mark Shifley, Mark Stone. Spare forwards, Ryan O'Reilly, John Tavares. Defense pair one: Tomas Shabbat, Alex Petrangelo, uh, Morgan Riley, Dougie Hamilton, Josh Morrissey, Kale McCarr. Spare defenseman Shay Theodore, Drew Dowdy. Not that can't be. Oh, Shea Theodore, as a spare defenseman?
2: Yeah, I don't know. I think.
0: And then Carey Price or whatever. Fuck, man, I can't believe I, they lot they left out guys like Ekblad, Burns, uh, Latang, Ellis, and Giordano.
2: Yeah, I mean, there's a ton of different guys. Is I, Shea I, Weber
0: not good anymore? What's that? Is Shea Weber not good anymore?
2: No, I think what they're doing is they're just projecting two more years. Like, And I, I think still, if Shea Weber's like 40 years old, I think you put Shea Weber on the team. You have like, to. Yeah. I, would you put – like, I don't know. you got to think, think he makes Reese the team – At least I'd have him as a spare, dude. Like, And, and depending on how well these two players are to, doing too, I'm just kind of curious – like Bergeron and Jonathan Taze are definitely going to be older, but I feel like if you put them in like Pet PK fourth line role, they're going to excel. No, like I think if you look at forward of Canada's lineup of forwards compared to ours, I think Canada has the edge. I think they're deeper, and I think they have more guys that play both ways. If you exactly. look at the defense, I I honestly think USA has better defensemen, and I think Hellebuck's a better goalie than what they have too.
0: Ah. Uh. I mean, goalie, they have Carey Price, Jordan Biddington, and Carter Hart. Depending on how Hart does the next couple of years, that kid can end up being a fucking serious problem. Uh, but I don't know. It's, I think Team Canada, to me, is clearly better. But I will say this. Comparing Team Canada's team in 2014 to Team USA's team, USA definitely closed some gap there.
2: Yeah. No, I would agree with that.
0: Um, like, yeah. by a lot. Yeah, and they and lost to the- them in the gold medal in the overtime, 2-1.
2: Yeah, the, dude, the one thing I was just thinking really, really, really quick because uh, we've spent a shit ton of time on this. I was just thinking Russia has all of these, like, imported goalies and forwards and shit coming over. And I was looking, and it looks like their forwards and goalies are going to be sick. But, like, they're like, why does Russia not produce good defensemen? Provorov's obviously good. Zadorov, they have as a first line D. Sergeyev, Zaitsev, like, Orlov. Like, do you know what I mean? There seems to be a huge drop in Russian defensemen compared to forwards and goalies.
0: It's funny you just said that. One Rangers blogger, I forget who it was, said that – oh, fuck, I didn't even put that down. We're going to talk about Lindy Rufskin, the new head coach of the Devils now. But uh, that Sergei Zubov should be the Rangers' new defense coach because he used to play for them and because there's, like, four Russians on the team. There you go. And that made me think – like, I'm thinking elite-level Russian defensemen. Has there ever really been, what, like a shut down one?
2: Dude, I literally think we've had this conversation before, and I'm pretty sure our answer was (laughs) Casperitis. Like, that's it? Oh, no. And, no, we're not going down this rabbit hole again. And who was the defenseman for the Red Wings used to kill people?
0: Konstantinov.
2: Yeah, that's where we came to. So, we've done this before.
0: (laughs) All right, yeah, sorry. I just saw that it annoyed me. All right. Let's let's move on. And I think we spent enough time on that because it's an important thing, dude. It's been a fucking long time. Dale, you have something?
1: Yeah, thanks for asking. Um
2: <laughs> Whoa. Okay, we don't have to ask, Dale. You're on a podcast. Interrupt us, dude.
1: I was just gonna reiterate Hal's point and basically say it's not sometimes it's not always the best players. You're looking for the right ones. And I think Hal nailed it when he said, you know, maybe the third line isn't a grit line and it's, it's all really going to depend on the coach and maybe you match skill with skill and more ice on um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who's the coach, I think and what kind of team um, what kind of game we'll play.
0: It's going to be a lot of fun to watch. I haven't been the, I've been this said do you remember that World Cup of hockey thing that they had? Like I thought that was going to be so shitty and then when it actually happened, I thought it was fucking sick. And I always kind of thought, like, if they didn't let him in the Olympics, maybe we could just do that every year. Because, like, the North American All-Stars of, like, 25 and under, like, that was a lot of fun. But this is a whole nother level. (coughs) Really excited to check this out. So, uh, camp started today. Just a couple quick tidbits. Penguins will be voluntarily sidelining nine players from their training camp roster due to potential secondary exposure to an individual who had contact with a person that has tested positive for the COVID-19 virus. So, I mean 9 players that's an awful lot. And I think I think teams are allowed 31 players right now. Um, also a couple days ago league sources told that uh, that the Canadians had multiple players test positive. Now a different source comes out saying said the two positive tests on the Canadians were false positives. I mean
2: that just sounds like Mark Bergevin just pulling strings. False positives yeah. that's out of Bill Belichick's playbook. That's what I'm saying is there's going to be a lot of checkers, chess going on between organizations with these tests. I don't know. I, I don't know what's going to happen. And I don't think like because of like medical things, like I don't think employers are allowed to like release when they're sick. Right? Like can they say which players are sick? So like do we know? Like are they going to be listed like up ill? Like I, I don't know how no, it's going to work.
0: Term, there's a new term uh, that the NHL is throwing out and it's unfit to play.
2: Okay. Yeah, I mean, I guess that makes sense. unfit to UTP. I mean, I can get behind UTP. That's a pretty good acronym. Um, I don't know, man. Do you have anything else on this? Like, everyone knew this was going to happen, I think.
0: My, my biggest takeaway is we've been in quarantine for how many months, and we still haven't been able to figure out something that doesn't give a false positive to a professional sports organization? Like, that's a problem. That that tells me that all the people, these really smart nerds that are working on all this shit, don't have a fucking clue what's going on. So that's that's kind of scary, to me at least. Uh, but, I mean, hopefully we get through this. Hopefully none of these players test positive, And if they do, hopefully they get better. Uh, you mentioned, are they allowed to release names? That Simmons guy in Toronto recently released Austin Matthews' name. Austin Matthews came out today and said that he had it, but his symptoms weren't really there, and he was able to train and do whatever he needed to do anyway. Uh which is probably the best thing to happen to if you get this shit. Uh, but, yeah. Cabs are, are
2: driving on the ice and in the testing room, dude. <laughs>
0: I guess so, dude. Uh, <laughs> right now we have the East qualifying round and the West qualifying round. The East is in Toronto. The West is in Edmonton. Actually, I didn't even put this down. Could you believe that they released the hotels?
2: Love it, dude. Yeah, I mean, we can get into that, dude, because that's, that's one of my things down the line.
0: Oh no, we can talk about it. We can talk about it later. I just thought that that was fucking crazy to me that you're letting the world know where your most important things of your company, your business are staying during a pandemic does not sound like a fucking good idea, but again, we'll talk about it later. We have in the qualifying round, the Rangers playing the hurricanes, the Panthers playing the Islanders, Canadians playing the Penguins and the blue jackets playing the Leafs and the East and the West. We have the Blackhawks, Oilers, Jets, Flames, uh, Wild, Canucks, and Predators, Coyotes. Um, yeah, man, and we're and we're gonna be at Martha's Vineyard the whole time watching playoff hockey. It's going to be fucking incredible. I I, I can't wait. I'm so happy. Uh, what do you have on these series? You want to just do like a really quick who do you think's gonna win?
2: Yeah. So I don't even know this. Are these seven game series?
0: Best of five
2: all right yeah i mean if you just want to rattle now this is fucking crazy to me because we actually actually haven't had to talk about real hockey in a long time and now i'm a little fucking nervous that we have to make these predictions <laughs> like do you know what i mean like i don't know what the fuck's been going on with these players like some of these guys have probably been training their balls off and half of them probably didn't think the season was going to happen and they've just been three sheets of the wind you know what i mean like i you don't know what you're going to get so like i don't gamble on sports but like if i did i feel like this is a a great playoff to just throw some random shit down, no?
0: I mean, that's what Ryan Ellis had to say. I'm, I'm probably
2: going to – this is, sucks, too, because every year on this podcast, I go fucking, like, one for eight in the first round on these predictions.
1: So Yeah,
0: let's write – hey, Dale, do you have a pen and paper or
1: – Yeah, yeah, I mean, the podcast is also recorded, but, yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll get it going. All right, yeah,
2: you're going to go back through the podcast and find the recording, dude. You don't think we've done this before, and then we don't remember who we picked – I'd like
1: to here like, before, Dale. <laughs> all right, so I apologize for my so I'm I'm writing it down.
2: All right, first oh. up, we got Columbus Blue Jackets versus the Toronto Maple Leafs. Dale, who you got? Maple Leafs.
0: I'm also going to take Toronto.
2: Yeah, I think the Blue Jackets were an awesome story last year. I think Torts has the boys playing Torts hockey, right? And I think I was just talking about all those upsets that could happen. Definitely the Blue Jackets are a team that could probably benefit from that. Like a lot of guys got banged up last year when they made it to the second round, they got more time off. Um, They lost their superstars. They kind of formed together like Vegas did a couple years ago. Be interesting to see, but I think the Maple Leafs win too.
0: I would like to rescind my vote. Dale, I'm actually going to take the Columbus Blue Jackets. I think in Toronto, it is going to be an absolute fucking media circus And can you imagine if if Toronto loses to the Blue Jackets first round, what would happen? Like, is Dubot – is any – here's a question for you. Are any of these team executives up in these qualifying rounds, if their team loses, do you think that there will be changes made?
2: Yeah, probably.
0: Even – yeah, but you don't think the excuse of, oh, it's been Corona right now, it's – you don't think that 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 plays?
2: I don't know, man. I feel like some of these owners – I feel like every year you see it, owners are just looking for reasons to fire people. You know what I mean? Like yeah. I, I feel like they fire people quicker and faster now, and I, I don't see an owner. I feel like an owner needs this money and wants his team to advance. Um, and would be pissed if they lost quick.
0: Hey Dale, I changed my mind again. I want Toronto, so we're all going Toronto. <laughs> uh, next series: Rangers, Hurricanes,
1: Rangers. I also have the Rangers. Yeah,
2: I don't know. I don't really know how to go in this because I, on one hand, if the Hurricanes win. It will be the funniest thing ever. But on the other hand, if the Bruins get to play the Rangers, that would be my dream come true. It would be like Johnny Boytruck running down Derek Dorsett on the train tracks in 2013 all over again, hopefully. And I feel like you would be really confident and really rude to me for about two weeks, and it would be great for the podcast. So for that reason, I'm going to pick the Rangers to advance in hopes for the ultimate goal of the Bruins beating the Rangers. (laughs) <laughs> all right uh oh but Ted really quick best of five dude how many games you got to give me I don't want to do what? games for all of them Rangers Hurricanes how many games
0: Rangers and four
2: I thought you were gonna say three dude I wish you said three but what's that what do you think do you think like I know we're gonna talk Rangers but I figure we might as well just spend a couple more seconds on this than the other ones because you're a Rangers fan what uh <laughs> What are your, like, biggest fears for this round? Like, what do you What do you think think
0: to the fucking Carolina Hurricanes? Right, but
2: how do you think the Rangers lose to the Hurricanes? Like, what do you think would have to happen? Because if you look at it, I actually think the Rangers are a better team on paper. Like, better goaltending for sure. Like, the Hurricanes don't really have that great of goaltending. They have a couple good lines of forwards, and they have Hamilton and Slavin, but everyone's seen Hamilton (laughs) crumble in the playoffs. Like, I feel like the Rangers should be, like, the favorites for sure.
0: I just don't want Svechnikov to do a Michigan or see. I just I fucking hate him, dude. Or like Brady Shea to score an overtime game-winning goal would be heartbreaking. Uh,
2: if, if the Rangers lose to the Hurricanes, we have we have to record a podcast directly after. Yeah,
0: and you know you know exactly what I'm gonna say. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I don't, don't know if you're
0: all picked, baby.
2: <laughs> all right, so we got, everyone's got Rangers too. We're really going out on limbs here. Third one, Florida uh, Panthers versus the Islanders. Ken, who you got?
0: It's redemption time. Uh, the first, I think the only playoff series the Islanders have won in the last however many years, in case you forget it, they beat the Florida Panthers, Johnny T, in overtime. You don't think the Florida Panthers haven't been thinking about this moment for the last couple of years, fellas? You don't think the Florida Panthers are sick and tired of people talking about how there's only 13 people that show up to their games? Guess what now? They're used to this. There's going to be nobody at these games, and you don't think the Pan- thats not an advantage for the Florida Panthers going into this. I mean, that's connecting the dots right there. So, I—and again, redemption. I don't think that Keith Yandel is going to let the fucking New York Islanders be his team. I don't think Sergei Bobrovsky is going to let the New York Islanders beat his team. All right, so uh, I'm going to go. I'm going to go Panthers here.
2: All right, I. Uh, this is a really tough one for me because I I kind of want to pick. I want to pick the Islanders because I think Barry Trotz in the playoffs is proven. I think, I don't think this is a Stanley cup team, but I think this is a team that can win a best of five series. Uh, Super curious about JG Pajot. I loved that trade. He signed a huge contract. He had two goals in seven games uh, before Corona hit. So you don't really know what you have in him. Um, But I think that would be huge for him, for them. If he steps up, they play second, third line role. I think I – I don't know. I think I like the Islanders, dude. Like, I just never feel it with the Florida organization. I know they have Quenville now. I don't love Bob in the playoffs. Uh, I don't love their D. I, I see, mean,
0: dude, I, I,
2: love, I love Bob
0: in the playoffs because the only way the Florida Panthers win this series is if Sergey Bobrovsky goes off. And he's done it before.
2: Yeah, but he's also fallen on his face before. Do you know what I mean? You don't know what you're going to get, so – I, I agree with that. I, he's probably the ultimate wild card because if he stands on his head, hundred percent the Panthers win. But um, I'll pick. I'm going to stick with my gut and say Islanders.
1: Dale. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to Islanders too. I just think they've got more recent playoff experience.
0: You made a good point with Barry Trotz.
2: Yeah. All right. That's good. Next one. Habs. Uh, Pens. Pens three. I it's the it's the two teams that have all these cases right now, too. So that's kind of crazy that they're playing each other. You just said Pens in three? Yeah. Dale, what do you think?
1: I was initially thinking thinking Pittsburgh, but I'm going to go with the Heavs just because, I don't know, just because they're close to home, Toronto. I know everyone in Toronto, all the Maple Leafs fans, Toronto hates Montreal, but I don't know just i just got a good canadian connection
2: there all right there you go so dale's got the habs i was almost gonna pick the habs but i just had to remind myself like just because the bruins kind of have a rivalry with toronto now never forget your first the most important i'm not gonna root for the habs i think the pens i think the pens win but i don't think it's in three i don't know why it just seems like a weird series um but Montreal also doesn't have home ice, and I feel like that's the only reason Montreal wins games in the playoffs because they're at home and the refs get scared. And, and U2 starts playing, and then the, the laser show comes on, and the away team's like, holy shit, all these people are speaking French. And then next thing you know, uh, you're down 4-1 in the Bell Center, and they're chanting Ole, and your playoff hopes are over. Like, we've all been there. Everyone's yeah. played the Habs in the playoffs and had that experience. It's the worst. But they don't have that anymore, so that makes me even more confident that the Pens will win. All right,
0: and now we're going to go to the Western Conference. Uh, first series up: the Coyotes and the Predators. Good series.
1: Yeah,
2: I uh, I'm going to go Coyotes. Don't really have much to add on it. It's just my gut pick. I think you want to talk about two teams again that probably benefit from this not being like at home rinks. Nashville has that home ice; they don't have it anymore. I'm not really sold on Nashville's group. Like, we'll get to analysis comments later. They just – Renee Rene usually falls apart in the playoffs. Be kind of cool to see the Coyotes win a playoff series. So, I'm going Yotes. All
0: right. I'm going to go Preds. I'm going Preds because so I hung out with Zach Spencer of the Spencer – the uh, famous <laughs> Spencer family of Saratoga. I got to go Preds. (coughs) I actually asked Zach if you remember that time that you and I went over to his place to watch uh, hockey before a Red Sox game, and he he had no idea that we ever been there. So, (laughs) Uh, that was good. What do you got,
1: Dale? I'm going Coyotes. Just because.
0: All right, just because. Next series on the docket, Blackhawks, Oilers.
2: Oilers, Oilers. Uh, I feel like McDavid – And Dreisler are kind of waiting for their time to shine. Like I said, they are definitely not the best team in the playoffs. Like, they're not that deep. Like, everyone knows, like, Shirely kind of fucked them with some weird contracts and trades. But they have arguably the two best players in the world. Um, And it's kind of a weird thing going on right now, and I wouldn't be surprised to see them just light it up. So, I'm going Oilers.
0: I love Cassian with the chops right now, too. Oilers for me.
1: Same. McDavid's going to go on a tear.
0: It'll be fun to watch. Uh, The Minnesota Wild and the Vancouver Canucks.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go – fuck, I'm going to go Canucks on this one. I feel like JT Miller, right, had a great year. They have all those young guys, Pettersson, Besser, uh, Horvat. Like, they have great young forwards. They have – Markstrom's a pretty good goalie. Is it Markstrom? Is that their goalie? I think so, yeah. So, I mean, they have some pretty good pieces there, and they have depth, and they have guys like Roussel who grind. So, I mean, I I just think Vancouver is a good team. It's honestly shocking to me that the Wild are in this spot. But uh, are you going to pick your boy, Zouk? I'm picking my
0: boy, Zouk, dude. Uh, Every year you guys know this, I always jump on some sort of West Coast bag, and I am officially – I will be riding my wave with the Minnesota Wild this playoffs because my boy, Matt Zuccarello. Will they win? Probably not. But you want to know what? I gotta pick them anyway, so I'm gonna go Minnesota.
1: I'm going with the Canucks just because I saw them at the Garden this year. I liked uh, Pedersen. Got to see Hughes. Kid can handle the puck. Going with the going with the Vancouver there.
0: All right, in the last series, we got Winnipeg and Calgary. I'm gonna go Calgary.
2: <laughs> oh, how the whiteout kid has fucking turned, dude! Talk about Benedict Arnold. What happened there? What happened to your Jets, dude?
0: The right side of their defense. (laughs) Jacob Trubin's gone. Dustin Bufflin's gone. If Dusty Buffs is in the lineup, I'm picking Winnipeg. I can't pick Winnipeg without Dusty Buffs. I think the Kachuk's going to terrorize everybody. Giordano's great. I love – I think his name's Rasmus Anderson, that defenseman, the little meatball. Love that guy. And uh, big save Dave. I like him in that as well. So, uh, Calgary.
1: Dale, what do you got? I'm going Calgary as well. Um, yeah, I like Giordano on defense.
2: There you go. I, uh, I'm i not going to pick Calgary. I am going to go with the Jets. Only reason – last year I hyped the Flames up so fucking much and they broke my heart. Like, I just remember after the – like, it was like game one or game two of the playoffs and I came on here and I was just – I was talking about – um how sick Sam Bennett's mustache is like, and then he went off this year and had like three goals and 12 points. The Calgary flames have always been a team that I thought had almost all of the pieces to put together a run and they never do it. And I don't know how that's going to change. Obviously they have my boy Luch. I hope him and Ronaldo have a great playoff. I hope uh, Tobias Ryder gets in the lineup. If he's still even there, I don't even know if that's a fact. I hope he's there. Um, but I, I ultimately think Hellebuck's going to stand on his head, and Shifley, Connor, Wheeler are still Line A are still elite weapons, and they can score goals. So Hellebuck stands on his head, and their forwards produce, and I think the Winnipeg Jets take it.
0: Do we think that Line A has been training or just playing video games?
2: I don't know, man. Because I uh, I'm kind of on the Line A redemption tour. I don't I don't know why. I think we talked about this. Everyone talks about how inconsistent, how much he sucks. And then you look at his stats and it's like this dude's like almost a point per game player. Like, what are we even fucking talking about here? So he's probably been playing video games, but he's probably also very good at hockey still.
0: I love that. And, and just one last thing that was kind of disappointing to me. I think NHL kind of Instagram a picture of like all these different teams, like top rookies and the caption was like, who are you most excited to see in the playoffs? And uh, for the Rangers, it was Igor Shisterkin, who is an absolute stud of a goalie. But, boy, I wish it was Kapo Kako, Or, like, he was even in the consideration for that. So, that kind of sucked. But uh, <laughs> couple, a couple quick tidbits. The Minnesota Wild signed uh, Kirill Kaprasov to a two-year entry-level contract. He's going to be wearing 97. Uh, this is a kid you ever talked about, Jillian talked about. He's supposed to be the real deal. Ilya Sororkin signs with the New York Islanders. He was that goalie. It was supposed to be really, really fucking good. And Alex Romanov has informed the Canadians that he intends to sign a three-year ELC starting with this year. So, a couple teams trying to amp up people on their 31-man roster. A couple teams who have people who are hurt. Um, Come August 1st, will be 480 days since Nolan Patrick last played a game. He's not. He's not on their initial roster. He has like some sort of migraine condition. That's shitty. Uh, Lightning GM Julian Breezebaugh said Steve Stamkos suffered a new lower body injury, won't be a full t- participant at the start of camp. He's getting treatment, doing land work now. Um, so that was kind of the injuries and the signings. Do you want to talk about any of those or moving on?
2: I mean, it's just a ton of uh, Russians. Like, I don't know. I'm not really that scared that every team signed a Russian. Like, happens pretty much every year, like – Radula, the Kostitsin brothers, you see the Russians come, you see the Russians go, some stay, some don't. I have a hard time believing <laughs> the hype until I, like, see them play. I know that's super fucked up, dude, but, like, to me, like, for whatever reason, like, I just don't think scoutings is as accurate in Russia. I don't know if it's because they play a different game, but it seems like scouts really have most areas down and then Russians are just absolute wild cards where, like, the stars are drafted in the seventh round and then your team drafts a guy in the first round. And, like, he's in the AHL and then he's in the KHL before you know it. So, I just – you know what I mean? I forget the name of the kid.
0: If, if somebody's listening who's a New York Ranger fan, tweet at me and let me know the name of the Russian kid that they drafted that had a neck tattoo. I want to see what he's up to nowadays. Uh, and then one more story. This is kind of a control the media before the media controls you. Preds defense and Ryan Ellis. There's an asterisk next to winning this year's Stanley Cup. It's because it was harder than ever before, not easier. Um, What do you have on this?
2: (laughs) Not much, dude. I just think (sighs) it's such a dumb comment because I don't – my personal opinion is I don't think you put an asterisk next to it because it's like a weird season. Like I think whoever wins this cup, even though it's fucking weird circumstances, like they won the tournament, like they won the Stanley Cup, like I think it counts just as much. No one talks about the Blackhawks dynasty and how it came out of a lockout. And I know – that was a different setup but it, like it came out of the lockout like if the bruins won i would have been, i would never have put an asterisk next to that i think it's the same but it's just a fucking ridiculous statement to say that it means more
0: yeah and honestly if there's ever a, a year for the new york rangers to win the cup it'd probably be this year because the only thing i've ever wanted to do is to go to a stanley cup parade and that won't be happening so Go Rangers, dude. And then the last thing, this is my favorite story that we uh, have on here. The new normal for sports writers and those being interviewed. John Tortorella has a five-second rule, which has nothing to do with food dropped on the floor. If you don't come up to ask a question in five seconds, we're done. This is just torts, right? This is torts being torts. He's, he's prepping his boys for a fucking big first round.
2: He's a busy guy, dude. I mean, and you're not going to waste this time getting get out. It's how he coaches. It's how he lives life. It's how he raised his dog. Um, I wouldn't expect anything less.
0: I love that. Um, trying to think. There's a couple more Rangers things. Uh, it's been 15 years to the day since Merrick League's game-winning goal in the 15th round of the shootout against the Caps. Or, it can't be to the date, but it's been 15 years. That's kind of crazy. Uh, they, had, they released their 31-man roster. Um, Keandre Miller is on it, but he can't play in any games. I think it's good that you get to see that kid at least be around the boys. Uh, Libor Hayak and Darren Radish. Those are going to be the two guys that are going to have to step up. Brandon Crowley's also there. I met that guy a couple times at the Thunder games. He was cool. Um, Vitaly Kratsov made uh, the roster for the forwards, as did uh, Michael Haley, which I'm sure a lot of people are happy about. And then the last thing with the Rangers uh, – actually, I'll just read this off forwards. Bucinevich, D Giuseppe, Fast, Fogarty, Gauthier, Gettinger, Haley, Howden, Kako, Kratsov. Kreider, Lemieux, Letary, McKegg, O'Regan, Panarin, Strom, Benajad, defense Crowley, D'Angelo, Fox, Hayek, Lindgren, Miller, Radish, Smith, Stahl, Truba. Goalies, Georgiev, Huska, Lundqvist, and Shesterkin. Those are your 31 people. And also, just one quick note, Brendan Lemieux is still yet to be suspended uh, for the hit that he had on Jonas Daskoy in the, in the last game against the uh, Avalanche. Apparently, people are saying for his regular season, would have been four games, so it's going to be interesting to see how many games he gets here in the playoffs. Lemieux would be – a pretty brutal loss for the Rangers because he's going to be out there fucking wheeling if if he's allowed to be. So, that's just a quick. Rangers, what do you have with the Bruins, or do you have anything with the Rangers before we get into it?
2: No, I mean, are there any guys on that? I guess the only thing I'd say, are there any guys that are on that list that maybe weren't regulars in the season that you're hoping would play? Maybe – I know probably Keiondre Miller's one, I'm guessing.
0: So, he can't play. He's just he's just there practicing. He – because of the college thing, like, he can't actually play in any games. Okay. but uh, Kratsov would be fucking cool if one of the big guys goes down to see him. I don't even know if he get a shot because Vinny Latiri tears it up in the AHL. He's always kind of a call-up, as is Gettinger. I would like to see Kratsov. I'm pumped to see Julian Gauthier. I didn't really get to see a lot from him just because that deal happened with the Canes not long before the uh, coronavirus fucking fucked everything up. So, uh, But yeah, that's what I have with that.
2: There you go, dude. Bruins, uh, well, I guess this... I kind of fucked this up, kid. I'm sorry to cut you off earlier, but I just wanted to talk about Hotel X for a second. It came out, like you said. Um, so what are your thoughts, dude? You you seem kind of rattled that they gave away the hotels.
0: I think it's the dumbest shit ever. Like, you're trying to protect these players. And now you're letting everybody in the world know where they are.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I guess, dude. But, like, don't you think people would figure it out anyway and you have to put them in a bubble? Like, you don't think they would find out? Or are you just saying it was weird that they, like, announced it?
0: I just – I wouldn't have announced it. If people find out, if they, they find out. If they don't, they don't. Like, I wouldn't be like, oh, hey, if you want to fucking know where your, your favorite team's staying, here's the hotel. Like, that just seems weird to me.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, Hotel X sounds fucking sick, dude. So, I feel like Hotel X is the X factor for the Bruins. Like, this place is either sick or it's one of those places that looks sick online that you go to. It's absolute trash. We're talking top golf, uh, squash courts, rooftop pool – bunch of different bars and restaurants a nice spa there's a movie theater uh art gallery for Dougie Hamilton uh so pretty much everything for anyone ever dude that doesn't sound like the worst setup in the world no
0: (coughs) no I don't think so
2: and also like if if you're in the east coast and you're staying at fucking hotel x and then one of the hotels in Edmonton is a fucking Marriott like listen I stay at Marriott's and I think Marriott's are great but like (laughs) do you think drew dowdy wants to go back to the residence Inn and like make a like a microwavable lasagna
0: hammer the continental breakfast dude probably not.
2: that doesn't seem fair like although i actually think now i'm gonna fucking reverse i think a team staying at the fucking marriott has a better chance of the stanley cup than the team staying at project x hotel x
0: (laughs) maybe dude i just i honestly i'm gonna be honest with you man i don't think hotel x sounds that cool i just think that you just keep thinking like Project X, Hotel X, it's going to be sick. And I, I, it's probably just a hotel, dude.
2: It's fair, dude. I mean, breathtaking views. Maybe they just have a really good photographer. Um, only other Bruins things I wanted to mention, I looked at their the lineup and basically guys who made their training camp, these guys probably won't play. But uh, one was Studnika, who is like the Bruins' best prospect right now. You're going to hear a lot of Bruins fans crying about him. Kind of going to depend on how Nick Ritchie looks – Everyone remembers Mike Milbury, basically fat shamed him on TV. I don't know if COVID helps. Although Nick Ritchie lives on like a horse farm in Ontario. So maybe he's like outside. It's Brett. Wait. Yeah. Nick Ritchie's the good one. Brett Ritchie's his brother in the AHL, right? The
0: Ritchie's have never been on the Rangers. It's
2: so fucking confusing to me. Yeah, I'm definitely right. So hopefully Nick Ritchie's in shape. Um, I don't know how I got to that point, but I think people are going to be talking about Stud Nika. And then the other two, just wanted to shout them out. Uh, Zorbel and Sinishin are both on the lineup. Those are the two guys that were taking with Jake DeBrusque, 13, 14, 15. Um, they're fucking 23 years old. So part of me hopes, like, somehow one of them becomes an NHL player. But this kind of seems like the last time we'll see them. You know what I mean? Like, holy shit, like, it's almost over. Like, 23 years old for a prospect? It sounds messed up. But most 23-year-olds that are, like, first-round picks are either NHLers or bust by that point, I feel like.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of a rough look. Who knows? Maybe maybe they'll get some games. I don't know. Are they playing in your AHL or are they overseas normally? They're
2: both in the AHL. So, they've been playing for the Bruins for, like, four years now. Okay. Providence Bruins. Uh, that's all I got, though, dude.
0: All right, man. Well, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll see what ends up happening. I'm, I'm just fucking pumped the hockey's back. Uh, beer league round-up time. Not really beer league, per se, but Dale and I went out to Vermont. Hal, did you have any games this week?
2: No, I think you guys can take it away. I had, like, we lost last week. It sucked. Uh, we're now 3-1. and one. It wasn't a good game. I don't really want to talk about it. Sounds What's like the 4-3. It was ironic, dude. So, the only thing I'll say about it is, like, I thought they were the worst team we played, but apparently they're undefeated, and it was, like, the best game we played, but we lost. Like, we had the most shots we've had in the game. Like, we had the most possession, and it was the game we lost. Like, funny the way it is. You know what I mean? That's fucking – we get dominated three weeks straight, and we win, and then we actually put together a good performance, and we fucking lose. And it's like – You can only rope it up for so long, dude. <laughs> yeah, I guess so, man. So, that's all I got. All
0: right. And then, Dale, do you want to talk about the weekend we had, bud?
1: Yeah, dude, it was a great time. Uh, TJ, our, uh, our high school goalie, my – I mean, I played hockey with him. My whole life pretty much uh rented out a sheet of ice up in burlington dj zumi came up with for the trip with the boys we uh we all piled in in cat's truck and uh took the nice two and a half hour road trip up through the champlain valley beautiful beautiful drive um boy did it feel good to just get out on that ice dude yeah. it was it was just like Everything that's been going on, it everything just erased for a couple hours there on Saturday afternoon. Just nothing else mattered, and just the whole weekend, everything about it, just fucking hockey, man.
0: Yeah, we. I mean, we had a great time. I think you nailed it. As soon as you stepped on the ice, it was like you just you kind of forgot, right? It was it was sick. A couple other things we got to use the elevate sticks. pretty crazy i like it i i had a fucking good time with it there definitely is like a little bit of time that you need to adjust with it but once you kind of get the adjustment down it's i don't know i i really enjoy it i thought my shot went off way harder i was also using the Ovechkin curve which i've never used before holy shit way easier to shoot with that thing um i don't know i i had a i had a great time an unbelievable time two two things of uh two sheets of ice the first time showering back at the uh at the hotel but the second time we had already booked out of the hotel suite i think hal had mentioned it earlier we had to take showers in the target parking lot that was uh interesting to say the least the boys ate good uh, I, mean, I don't know i thought we just had a great time
1: it was great. Uh, and then just the the elevate sticks my my take on it is it's like definitely took me a little bit to get used to but when i when i actually when it came off right it was like it was coming off right, you know. I I'm bar down on a couple one timers from you just fucking around. Um, yeah, so I'm, I'm looking forward to. I'm gonna I'm gonna trim mine um, an inch. I didn't cut it yet, so I think just a couple more reps with it, it'll it'll get there.
0: Yeah, I'm definitely I'm definitely gonna use it in like beer league games.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think that's all, all you got to do is just keep using it to fully get used to it. The stick handling was a little different, but I 100 percent think my shot was harder.
0: Everybody was like, what are those? And I, I can't tell you how many people, like, took him out for a wheel just to, like, fuck around with them and shit. So, that was kind of cool. Uh, the first skate, there were some Plattsburgh State players there. So, that the tempo was a little bit too much for me, I think. Uh, second skate was kind of more speed. But, I don't know. I had a fucking great time. Hal, do you have any questions for us, dude?
2: Uh, no, I mean, yeah, I guess I do. First thing, so, Ovechkin Curve, is that – uh. 92 and you like it kid is it more aggressive than normal for you
0: yeah so i I normally use the cane which is like literally just a baby curve there's nothing really else to it uh the oveshkin definitely has a little bit more to it and at least for me getting the puck up in close spaces was way easier uh i had one time where i went around like a defenseman and then i kind of went in short side and i was only like maybe two feet away from the goalie and like went right up under the bar so I wouldn't have been able to do that with the cane curve. It it took like a few shots to get used to. And again, it it was a completely different stick, right? But
2: uh, I liked it. Two, uh, isn't the – I thought like my experience from the first time I played, the fucking best feeling is like when you first went out there to like warm up for a couple minutes and you step out there. You get that crunch under you and then you slide in. There's a couple pucks already out, take a couple shots. That's the fucking – that was like the best feeling to me. Um, was, Was there anything that stood out to you? when you were playing, that you are like, fuck, I missed this.
0: Just really out of shape, which I'll get into later. Well,
2: dude, and that's something, too, like, I was going to point out to you, like, don't be hard on yourself because remind yourself, you just – like, you're probably at, like, hockey-wise, that's the – this is the least amount of hockey you've ever played, like, in yeah. forever, right? And then you had to go out there and play against D3 kids. Like, that's fucking insane. I was playing against, like, D3, like, club kids – that were, like, 22 years old, and I was having heart palpitations. Um, yeah. So, like, don't be hard on yourself on that shit, dude. So I think – and also, I don't know if you agree with this, but the hardest part about being out of shape when you're playing hockey isn't, like, the physical pain. It's that, like, my brain fucking turns off sometimes. Like, you don't make – I don't make the right decisions, like, the when I'm fucking gassed. You know what I mean? I feel like my decisions were fine, but the things that I wanted to do, I
0: physically wasn't capable of doing.
1: Yeah. yeah Which
0: was frustrating as shit Like I had a great time but like You know me dude when I play hockey I like to be able to wheel I like, <clears throat> I like to have the puck like And I just I was a step behind Like pretty much the whole weekend so that kind of sucked I made a couple good plays but uh, We I think the second, sh- the second day We only we played three on three full ice With one sub and then the first day We played like four on four full ice with one sub So like I like – I don't know. I like playing for 30 seconds and then getting off for a minute and a half and then getting back out there. You know what I mean? Like, not being on the ice the entire time. But beggars can't be choosers, dude. And, like, it was just – that first step on the ice was sick. I love the smell of a rink. Holy fuck, I yeah. missed that all. And just, I don't know, rimming the puck around the boards and shit. And, like, the goalies were making sick saves. And it was cool seeing, like, people we hadn't seen in a while, so – A-plus, dude. And I think we might end up doing it again. It was fucking reasonably cheap. Like, if you actually do that shit right, like, it's not that much money. And it's, like, it's worth the trip.
1: Yeah. Hell, yeah,
0: dude. But uh, Last
1: highlight for me was just stepping on the ice with Zach Spencer. Haven't literally played hockey with him in, like, 10, 15 years. And the chemistry was still there. Hit him for a backdoor pass. So, that felt good.
0: Hell, yeah, dude. Um, All right. That was our beer league roundup. Good to be back on the ice. Thanks again to the elevate guys. Uh, sticks, fucking, I love them. Uh, <clears throat> moving on, we don't have a voicemail this week, but I think Dale wanted to talk about something.
1: Sure, yeah. So we, um, the 11-day power play up in uh, Buffalo is happening. Uh, it's, I think it's the second to last weekend in August. Um, Jimmy and I, unfortunately, aren't able to play this year. However. You can still make a donation to our team group uh patty b has been working really hard he's he's donated over, or he's raised over five thousand dollars um I'll, I'll just read off the thing real quick proceeds of the event will will support cutting edge cancer research and wellness programs at roswell park make a wish western new york camp good days in roswell park and the children's cancer center and blood disorders programs Um, Our team name is Hattrick Swayze. We've raised over $7,000 going for that $10,000 goal. Um, If you'd like, Patrick is putting together a fundraiser on Facebook. All you need to do is search um, spin that wheel again to get to it on Facebook. He's got a a bunch of different gift cards, giveaways, but um, really anything, anything helps. And um, you know, I'm bummed we can't make it this year. I'm definitely looking forward to next year. But um, if you guys can can donate anything towards towards cancer research in this group,
2: yeah, I I would just like that. I think uh, it'd be great if Patrick if Patrick uh, wanted to raise awareness, he could call into this thing. We have the Patty B Hotline. Maybe Patrick would be interested in. So, all right, that was the Patrick B Hotline. <laughs> I'm kidding. Dude, was that harsh? I wasn't trying to be harsh on Patty B. I'm just saying. Uh, no, I didn't think that was harsh. I just never
0: have called Patty B. Patrick before.
2: That's because Dale said it and I got yeah. rattled. And I was like,
1: Ooh. for a second,
2: I was like, who is Patrick? Like, who it's is it, It's because I have his
1: stuff pulled up.
2: That was the Patrick B. hotline for the week.
0: <laughs> yeah, we're going to change that. So now the Patrick B. hotline, unless Patty B. wants to go back to Patty, let us know. You have to call in Pat. Um, But, yeah, uh, any other voicemails, 518-309-2595. That's 518-309-2595. Leave a voicemail. We love hearing from you guys. Love talking shop. We're not doing three stars this week, so our last segment, what we're going to get into is our Dominic Moore's Heroes and Zeros.
2: Hey, fans, this is Dominic Moore. I'm just going to take you guys through a little bit of the the behind-the-scenes stuff here.
0: All right, Heroes and zero time. I'll just do both of mine really quick. My hero this week goes out to TJ Delaney. He was a kid who ran the skate. High school goalie, fucking super athletic goalie, like very aggressive, and he, he's solid. He's really, really good. Uh, for him, putting together the skate, we had a great time. Uh, we had a great time going out. Um, <clears throat> one thing I like to mention, so every year he does this thing, it's a little over like a week and a half, and for right around $2,000, like food, flights, all this shit, he plays in men's league tournament over in Europe. So he, like, goes to Amsterdam, Czechoslovakia, and they, like, they play these European hockey teams, and he was telling us about that. (coughs) Um, If this COVID stuff goes away, I'm 100% doing that. Just because, like, I know Ked loves U.S. soil, and, and Ked doesn't really ever travel, but, like, that would be something that would make me want to go make a memory. And I can't even imagine because he was telling us the stories of the, the shit going on in Amsterdam and all that. And it's like, okay, that's something I could probably do. So uh, shout out to him again. What an absolute stud stallion. Love that kid. My zero of the week brought it up a little bit earlier, just being out of shape because of quarantine. Uh, but we kind of already talked about that. And I already told you guys I ran two miles today. So making that necessary adjustments that those would be my heroes and zeros of the week. Thank you.
1: Yeah, I just, I just quickly, I'll, all that Hal go, but I wanted to double down on TJ. Yeah, uh, I really fucking went out of his way. He was hitting up, like, Facebook groups in Burlington, like, yeah, really, that was really, really working on the numbers, like, yeah, literally. Dude, yeah.
0: Hell, so we, we didn't have, like, a ton of people. So TJ, like, went on different, like, men's league Facebook groups in Burlington, Vermont to, like, try to get people. I thought it was an absolute genius idea. I thought about it, like, a day and three quarters in, and he had already done it, so. Uh, He was also
1: going up to anyone on the street, any, like, group of girls or anything, and being like, hey, I got a hockey skate. We're down a couple of numbers. Uh, You guys know anyone who plays hockey? (laughs) Like, just asking lacrosse kids at the park. Just going above and beyond for the boys.
0: That's him, man. That kid loves hockey. It was was just – it's always nice being around him. So, shout out to him. Trash. Shout out to him. Uh, Hal, what do you got?
2: Hero of the Week, dudes, no three stars. That's my least favorite segment on the podcast. I'm always usually pretty tired. It's hard to come up with three answers for, like, a topical question. It fucking makes my brain hurt. Um, It stresses me out. I slipped it in there to Ken. I was like, it's a Monday podcast. Can we not do three stars? Uh, He said yes. It's fucking awesome. Hero of the Week. No comments?
0: I'm I'm your Hero of the Week.
2: Thanks, No. Zero, my zero of the week is the pre-recorded celebrations that the NHL like leaked that they sent out to the, to the season ticket holders. I just think it's ridiculous. I just think it sounds so corny. Uh, just to read you off a couple, Rangers fans are going to do that bread man chant. Also, you guys don't know who your goalie is, so you have to – apparently you guys have to chant bread man. That's what they're going to have as a recording. Um, when do and they also, They're going to like pipe it in over like the system, I think.
1: Oh my god.
2: And they have like they have like all three of your goalies pre recorded because who knows who it's gonna be. Uh the Blackhawk fans, if you're a season ticket holder and you record a video of how you would act cheer during the national anthem at home, that's kind of confusing. If you're a Boston Bruins fan and you dance the shipping up to Boston for thirty seconds, like to turn in your Bruins hat to the local pro shop, uh so we can donate it to someone who actually cares about the team. Please don't do that. I just think they're all so dumb, dude. I just To me, this is like Nickelback playing at the All-Star game. It's just – it's the NHL with a cool opportunity to have more people watch than they normally do, and they're going to do this corny shit when they should just keep it simple. Pipe in games. I know you're scared about, like, player noises or something. Like, figure that out, but, like, just make it about hockey. Don't make it about these stupid recordings.
0: Wait, so can you just explain what the recording – like, if they score a goal, that's what happens? Or is this, yeah. are this, like going on as like, like with as plays going on like on a power play?
2: I don't know. I don't know if it's something that like the league's gonna show on like the broadcast and it's all. So they're gonna show it on the broadcast and through NHL social media channels, I guess. But they're gonna the clips will be used during games played in empty arenas. So I don't really know how they're gonna use them. But we're like, are you not gonna get annoying if you see those clips? Like if you if you see like fifteen Rangers fans chaining bread, man isn't even, I don't think, a chant you guys use. Is that a we real call them thing? We
0: bread, man, but I don't know if that's ever been chanted, dude.
2: Yeah, so I, uh, I don't know, man. I just think it's a weird look. Like, don't do it. And talking about leagues doing weird stuff, I don't know if this is actually happening, but I've been seeing – you know how those M- MLB teams have been doing, like, uh, those, like, scrimmages against each other? Have you seen the footage of, like, catcher cam? That shit is sick. Like, yeah. I don't know if it would work with, like, a goalie. And, like, I wouldn't want to see it live. But something similar to that, like, get new get new ways to show the game maybe or, like, different sounds. But, like, don't do all the fake stuff.
0: Dude, if they had a goalie cam on any of the Rangers goalie and that was, like, something that you could go on the internet and, like, watch as the game was being played, I would 100% have the TV up and the goalie camera right there.
2: Yeah. That'd be I, dude, I find ref cam fucking exhilarating. Like, yeah, dude, put that fucking thing. I got monitors galore, dude. <laughs> Dual monitors is the way to go. So that's my hero in zero. Dale?
1: Yeah, I don't really have a zero. I think I've been, uh, I don't know, everything's been pretty positive lately. The only zero I could really think of was Ked's backseat in his truck. It's a little uh, little vertical <laughs> from, from my like. <laughs> Literally, that's – that's. I mean, all, all in all. You got dude.
2: I know not a lot of people ride in back seats, but that's a tough thing to hear about your vehicle. And I know it's a truck. No, so the, probably truck, like,
1: the truck itself was phenomenal this weekend. It was it was wonderful to have a truck bed. We did we took showers off it. We, everything was great. It's just the, the seat in the back was a little bit vertical, but, you know, literally – no, nothing really strong to complain about um wise heroes um just the whole the whole weekend was wonderful the one like unsung hero i will say so we're we're in this rink and our first skate there's these four um bottles like they're like garbage can bottles how so in your peripherals, it literally looks like there's like people in the stands watching you, or it's like somebody, like a player on your blind side. So I go to this like college student, girl, attendant, assistant of the rink, right before we were about to have the second skate, I was like, Hey, I have a really odd request. Can you just like turn those garbage cans down for me? And and she did it and there, was no, there wasn't that issue any anyway so seems like a little thing to to her and to us but like it made a huge difference in uh in my skate so i fucking
2: i love it dude my only question is why didn't you just do it that girl was probably like why is this man having because oh, I, I, I already had
1: my because i already had my skates on and it was like we were renting the ring so it was I didn't really feel like I could just knock down the trash cans. And she was right there, and the game was about to start. So, I was like, hey, can you just tilt those fuckers down?
2: I, lo- I like that move, dude. Can, did, did you notice the, the trash cans? Yeah, they were, they were noticeable, and it was weird. All right, that's fair. Then I'll, then I'll, I'll accept Everyone that. were only talking about them. it the first game. Yeah,
0: so. but, like, I feel at the same time, I feel like somebody should probably be thankful for the vertical backseat to even be in that rink at that time.
2: Yeah, I would. I would like to toss okay. out there too. Like, um, I remember my first bench in a truck, bro. Like, I think if like talking about like our work truck two or two or kid, I remember riding in your dad's truck a couple of times. Like that single cab bench. Like, yeah, you sit upright, but it's like a it's a thing of respect <laughs> and pride, bro. The back seat is not for fucking driving in a, in a truck, dude.
0: The back seat's not for fucking sitting in in any sort of vehicle, man.
1: All right, so. <laughs> That's my point.
0: You ever been in a back seat before, Dale? Yeah,
1: yeah. All right. I'm. So, I would not take it too personally, dude. I just literally haven't. I had
0: took it very day. personally. <laughs> Sorry I felt talking. offended. Sorry. I cannot believe that. Like I, like I don't have a. Not trip. only that, the motherfucker took a nap on the on the whole way home in the back seat. I just got up.
1: I, I, literally I did, I did, I did go off. Off. Yeah. Did
0: you lay down? Yeah, well, with a blanket I, on top. Of. I, I, I
1: yeah, I, I went you don't want
0: comfortable, right?
1: Yeah, it was kind of a vibe, honestly, but I'm sorry, dude. <laughs> I, just, I just didn't have a zero. I just had to throw
0: well, it Well, dude, it goes, oh, I've been really, really positive. I had to pick a zero. It'd be a fucking <laughs> shitty truck.
1: Your truck's sick, bro. I got to drive it. It drives like a clown. Your truck is sick, dude. All right. <laughs> and uh, now getting into biz dev stuff. So Jimmy and I had the opportunity to interview uh tom peterson 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 sorry tom peterson from green biscuit it's an awesome podcast last week check that out that one's gonna be released this wednesday um ked what do you you got he was an absolute beauty he told us yeah i don't want to give give too much away but like
0: he's got got a really he's got some fucking really cool stories about wayne gretzky Uh, Yeah, that's
1: exactly what I was gonna say. Like, just do this.
0: to want to fucking hear like Wayne Gretzky doing some Michael Jordan type shit.
1: It was just awesome to be like talking to someone who was telling us in depth the story about yeah playing against Wayne Gretzky and And, like
0: players that he played with like Matt Sundin like
1: Bure. Yeah, uh, yeah,
0: uh, Bure, dude. Like, it's 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 a fun fun podcast to listen to. Honestly, it it was a good one. Yeah. Uh, yeah
1: that's what i have about. that all right well thanks for tuning in guys i'm uh glad i was able to that's all
0: you got to you're not talking about the video you did you fucking worked all weekend on this video and you're not going to talk about the video
1: what'd you do dale yeah so gary v talks about content and uh documenting then creating so i did the documenting stage i brought my little tripod up Took a lot of videos of the drive, we got some time lapses, we got some outdoor getting readies, uh, got a couple of good songs in the queue. It was uh, a vibe, DJ Zoom was uh, yeah. getting
0: his ass off, dude. But it was thing, like we were at a festival, it was unbelievable.
1: Yeah, so now this week I'm gonna, I'm gonna hash it all up, Not uh, not too much experience with video editing, but I'm gonna give it a go and fucking, yeah, it's gonna be a good maybe two minute video or something like that.
0: Dale, Dale was all business this weekend until he got on the ice.
1: Thanks, bro.
2: Not to, not to like, backtrack a little bit, but uh, what was our first video ever? Have we only had one video, and it was that video you guys, like, recorded in the park?
0: Yeah, man.
2: Uh, who, who edited that? Well, no, we have that
0: one. We have the one uh, – we have the
2: Thunder video, and we have the
0: Pond Hockey video.
2: Oh, that's right. So that's the third video. That's exciting um excited to see what dale does i mean dale maybe you're like a video editor in the future video editor I mean, dale just, yeah just right? trying to
1: sharp, sharpen up all my little online skills here I, i'd also appreciate
2: it though dude i think very highly of you but i appreciate it if you didn't speak gary v's name on this podcast
1: document then create bro i'm just letting you know i documented now i'm about to dive into the creation mode <laughs> dude. I
2: respect it, Ked. Okay, you got anything else, dude?
0: Uh, no. That podcast was way longer than I thought it was gonna be, but uh, yeah. So thanks for tuning in, guys. We have a new podcast. This is gonna drop
1: Tuesday morning. We have another one coming out Wednesday.
0: Last business,
1: last business thing. I say this every time. I'm sorry for interrupting. Just really, honestly, guys listening, let us know what you want. Let us know what we can do better. Like we're trying to do different things. I know there's more people that follow us on. Twitter and uh, Instagram that may not listen. So let us know what you think. You want us to do giveaways, whatever you want us. You want to hear from fans more? Or maybe we can invite some people on. We're we're really open to whatever, and we just want to keep growing this. So um, we appreciate all of you. I think Ken, Ken put out a nice little tweet. Um, I don't know if you want to read it or you want me to read it. I don't think we need to read it. Let's not get too
0: sentimental.
1: We're open, dude. We're open for. We're data.
0: open. We're we're open for feedback. We appreciate you guys tuning in and fucking every week. We want to be the people's podcast, dude. I we we know there's like podcasts like Spin Chicklets that have NHLers on all the time, and they're fucking awesome. But we want to be the people's pod. We want you guys to be able to come here and listen to fucking weirdos who grew up loving and playing hockey, just talk to shit and get some cool people on, and that's that's kind of what we're doing. So.
1: Oh yeah.
2: I don't know what to say, dude Hell yeah I I feel like this podcast should have ended Like 45 seconds ago And we're just gonna keep going So um, Does anyone else have any speeches? Uh, let me get a
0: Turkey sandwich uh, Lettuce, tomato Bitch My name Mac Miller Who the fuck are you? Well, my crew too live, but I ain't Uncle Luke And I ain't no hipster, girl, I can make your hipster From Pittsburgh, smoke papers over a Swiss Welcome to the camp, well, Chronicles Looking out my monocle, I'm dodging obstacles I gamble like the Bellagio, you cockroach, so I'm heroin, cause everything I talk is dope Type to leave it clean and fuckin' shiny Word of mop and glow Tryna get a mansion, ain't nobody here gon' from my room Money gon' be green, I guarantee you That my side stay blue, so press play I start from scratch and never use no template the next day these losers always going with what's trend day My pain game is something these motherfuckers have never seen All city champion, everybody a second string No need to testify, testify, testify for the best, the best And anybody in my way,
2: gonna be like I'ma feed die. the world, you can put it on my tab Run until my legs do oh, no, I don't plan on looking back Anything you need, you can find it at the market it's